0: Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Utah State Aggies, who last season went six and seven and five and three in the Mountain West Conference. I love it. The season started off a little rough for the Aggies. They uh, won their first game against UConn, but then lost four straight after that. And uh, the, the season could have really spiraled out of control after that. Uh, losing to Alabama, of course, that's nothing to shake your head at. But losing at home to FCS foe Weber State, losing at home to UNLV, and then losing at rival BYU could have sent them into a real spiral. Uh, but then they were able to uh, conclude the season strongly and got into a bowl game, which which is, of course, a, a big deal for any program. But for them to continue the success that they've had going to bowls in recent seasons is a big deal. Um, and, and they're going to be fighting for that again this year. Um, there's a lot of people that are kind of down on this team. But I, I think these are the type of teams that uh, head coach Blake Anderson uh, tends to get the most out of. And uh, they, they should, in my opinion, they should have a successful season. And uh, I, I don't understand why so many people are counting them out in the Mountain West. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see as it continues. But diving into the breakdown now, the Aggies play at Maverick Stadium, also known as Merrill Olson Field at Maverick Stadium. Beautiful ben- venue in Logan, Utah. Uh, one as a stadium traveler myself that I can't wit- wait to get to in the near future Beautiful uh, scenery, obviously, being in Utah, the mountains and that, the elevation uh, that the stadium is at, uh, just a beautiful venue um, that I look forward to getting into down the road, like I said. Uh, coach on the rise within the program, I am going with uh, Kyle Cifalo, uh co-offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach in the program. Uh, it's his 10th year coaching uh, at the college level, third season at Utah State, His first two seasons, he served as a pass game coordinator and wide receivers coach before being promoted uh, this season. And uh, coach played at Colorado. He was a wide receiver there. And then uh, his coaching career began. He was a recruiting intern at Boise State in 2013, uh, GA at Arkansas State from 2013 to 15. hence the connection with Blake Anderson, uh, graduate assistant at uh, Maryland uh, in 2016, and then uh, goes with Coach Anderson at Arkansas State, seventeen eighteen as the inside wide receivers coach, 19-20 uh, at Arkansas State with Coach Anderson, special teams co-coordinator, wide receivers coach. And then, of course, moves to uh, Utah State, like I said, with his uh, positions as the passing game coordinator and the wide receiver coach, and now co-offensive coordinator and the wide receiver coach. So um, Coach Cefalo is not going to be calling the plays. That's going to be Coach Anderson. Uh, but still, I always think it's fun uh, to watch younger coaches like like himself uh, in there getting a big opportunity here with that offensive coordinator tag to do something really special uh, with his opportunity here. And, and I really think he'll be able to. He's a good young mind in the coaching profession. Shifting now to the Aggies for their schedule. Uh, they open up. They go to Iowa. Uh, Iowa is going to be an interesting team. lot of new faces. It'd be really interesting to see how they look. Then they turn around, they play Idaho state and then they play at air force on a Friday night. Uh, they host James Madison and they go to Yukon. Then they got Colorado state, Fresno state on a Friday night at San Jose state at San Diego state, Nevada, Boise state, and then at New Mexico on black Friday. So got a handful of Friday games in there. Um, for TV purposes uh, I'm intrigued by their non-conference schedule at Iowa JMU and at UConn I do a lot of work for the University of Connecticut in the football program so I'm I'm of course really intrigued by that game by the work I do uh, with that program and that fan base but uh, I I th- I'm I'm really intrigued to see James Madison coming there that's going to be a really interesting game James Madison won the Sun Belt East last year should be a really good crossover Uh, game there to see where they stand uh in the g5 landscape but but again i i really think that their conference schedule sets up where they can get some uh get some wins they conclude the year with street three straight home games which that's really going to be a big deal for them getting nevada boise well i'm sorry they go to new mexico but getting Nevada and Boise at home before going to New Mexico gets, serves an opportunity there for them to do something, closing the season like they closed out strong last year. Uh, going into the breakdown now, position by position, starting offensively, uh, the quarterback position will be long, will belong to Cooper Lagosh, who who will always be remembered for his performance in the 2021 L.A. Bowl, how he stepped in, very first pass of his college career, throws a deep ball for a touchdown. Uh, I think everybody will kind of remember that. Uh, Lagash has dual threat ability and throws a very nice deep ball, like I said. Uh, Levi Williams will serve as the backup, and he has valuable experience. He he started some here last year at Utah State. He also played at Wyoming before he transferred to Utah State, so somebody who's got valuable experience. Uh, The running back room returns Robert Briggs, who will take on a bigger role this season, Briggs looks poised to have a productive season. Uh, Juco transfers uh, Devon Booth and Rashul Faison provide quality depth to this position. Uh, The receiving core returns wide receiver Terrell Vaughn and uh, tight ends Josh Sturzer and Brock Lane. Uh, The additions of wide receivers Colby Bauman from Stanford, uh, Grant Page from Colorado, and several Juco transfers are massive. Also expect wide receiver uh, Jalen Royals to have a breakout season here as well. Uh, The offensive line returns one starter, that being guard Wade Meacham, but has experience returning. Uh, Filipeo Elo, Eliya Miago, Wyatt Bowles, Cole Motes, and Calvin Knapp all have experience, then the addition of Ralph Friars from Arizona State, provides a big piece up front. He should start at one of the tackle positions. He's a huge addition here. Uh, Shifting to the defense now, the defensive line returns valuable pieces at D-tackle. Hale Puka that was a second-team All-Mountain West performer last season. Senetiake and Pukasi, Fakato, and Bo Mali. Sorry if I butchered those names, I apologize. And they add valuable Juco talent at the defensive tackle position as well. Defensive end will look to transfers, Cyan Slane from, from the Juco ranks, Blaine Spires from Bowling Green, and John Ward from UCLA, among others. Uh, so they're really looking to, the, to a couple transfers here to really help on the defensive line, but they have some really valuable pieces at the tackle position. Uh, the linebacking corps returns valuable weapons, a valuable weapon, I should say, in MJ Tofasi, who had 69 tackles and 9 tackles for loss last season after transferring in from Washington. Max Alford also returns. And then the additions of uh, Gavin Barthel from Washington State and Logan Pile from uh, BYU provide great depth here. Um, the secondary was stout last season, only giving up 205 passing yards per game, which is 31st nationally. And in the past, Happy Mountain West, that's a pretty Pretty darn good statistic right there. Michael Iniawu, Xavier, Steele, Omari Akale, and Eek Larson, who was a second-team All-Mountain West performer, have experience. Anthony Switzer is healthy after transferring from Arkansas State last season. He should play the nickelback position. And then JUCO transfers will play a big role here as well. As will Al Ashford from Washington, Jaden Francois from UCF, and Simeon Harris from Colorado. So some I expect the secondary to be very, very stout for this group, uh, moving forward, uh, shifting to special teams. Now, punter, uh, Steven Consali, uh, the former all Mountain West performer and is very solid, uh, kicking. will see a, a competition last into fall camp between multiple players. So final analysis. Now, this is my opinion on the Aggies heading into the season. Head coach, Blake Anderson, uh, has only had only had one uh, season below 500 in his coaching career, and that was in the shortened 2020 season. So personally, I wouldn't even count that. Um, he has made a career of defying expectations and could do just that with this hungry Aggies squad. I, I, I'm a firm believer that this team can, is going to finish much higher than a lot of the pundits think. Um, I, I, Blake Anderson is a very good coach. He's a really good offensive mind. I think it's going to be really exciting to watching him calling the plays. Uh, When he first came to Utah State, that offense was electric under uh, Logan Bonner at quarterback. And I think Cooper Lagash can can do that with his ability as a dual threat guy. He throws a good deep ball, like I said. I'm really excited to see him with Coach Anderson calling the plays. I think it's going to be really exciting um, moving forward. And, And I'm really intrigued by this team. I think this is definitely – I've seen a lot of people saying that this team isn't going to get to a bowl game. There's a lot of question marks and all this and that. I think that this team is too talented not to get to a bowl game. I, I, I just don't see a scenario where that doesn't happen. Yes, the Mountain West is very balanced and, and <clears throat> very good, but at the same time this is a good football team, and, and I firmly believe that they'll be able to get get to that same point that they were last year to get to the six-win mark. Uh, and be able to take care of business. And uh, again, it's going to be really intriguing to see what they do in non-conference play. You might be able to take out at Iowa. I mean, they're going to be impressive coming out of the big 10, but I'm really intrigued to see that JMU and at UConn game to see where they're at uh, when it comes to that perspective. And then of course, Mountain West play four and four five and three, kind of like last year, see where they fit in there. So Hope, hope you all enjoyed this breakdown. Love doing these; one of the favorite things I get to do every year. Uh, please like, subscribe, or listen to the podcast. Get a podcast Twitter account of follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody, have a good night. God bless.